Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome to episode 14 of the Cornwall Property Podcast. Here we are once again. It's good to be here. Exactly that. So those of you unfamiliar, we are Dan and James, and we are here to inform, educate, inspire you guys about property and with, an, well, with a particular emphasis on the Cornwall property market. There is a big housing crisis here in Cornwall at the minute where there's not enough property, but too many people needing homes. So we just want to help, hopefully encourage you guys to help get involved <coughs> and, and how we can all be a part of bridging this gap and uh, getting properties to the market um, for, the, for the local people. Absolutely, and it's uh, the fun part of the show where you guys, our listeners and viewers, get to ask us some questions. Uh, just remember, you can do this by going to CornwallPropertyPodcast.com, uh, scrolling all the way down and send us your message that way. You can also reach out to us on social media as well, on Facebook, where many of you do. And thank you always for your wonderful questions that keep coming in. So without further ado, we shall start with our first question, which is from Lisa in St. Austell. Uh, and her question was, well, there's a a few bits in this, isn't it? She's got mm, a lot of bang for her back right, in this one, well. which we're happy to answer. I would love to hear your thoughts on whether I should manage my own, my, my new, sorry, buy-to-let property myself or whether I should be working with a lettings agent. I have already one property in Red Ruth that's fully managed by a lettings agent, so I'm wanting to know if I should stick with that for my second investment uh, property or just give it a go myself. Whilst my second property is in St. Austell and I live locally, I'm not sure if I should self-manage this or hand to a local agent to manage. Yeah, some good stuff in there. Yeah. First of all, well done, Lisa. Obviously, mm. doing really, really well. Great. So you've got yourself two properties. And um, yeah, one's in Red Roof, one's in St. Austell. You live in St. Austell and you've got your Red Roof property managed by an agent and you're thinking about whether or not to manage your own St. Austell property. I think there's a few areas there you can really consider and... It's, it's difficult because um, I think the most irritating response you could have is it depends. And yeah. it depends. It depends on your circumstances. I think everyone's going to be different. And personally, I like the idea of being able to pass the management side of it to uh, a professional expert who does this day in, day out. But why is it? Because it is going to be time consuming. It It is going to be taxing on headspace for example like you're going to have to make sure you're on the ball with regulations staying up to date with things you might get calls all sort of hours hopefully not but again these are all things that can, ha can happen and properties are a wonderful thing you can uh, get a phone call at silly o'clock at night with a bad leak or that these are the types of things that you would need to just think about it's not all going to be plain sailing but in my way the way i work and the way i think is always what is the worst case what is the worst case that could perhaps possibly happen Am I prepared to take late calls? If I've got maintenance issues, am I able to get that sorted? Have I got a team of my own? These are all things. If you went to a letting agent, that'll be covered for you already. They'll have their own lettings team. They'll have all that. But perhaps <coughs> it's a new property. <clears throat> Excuse me. Perhaps it's a, um, a quite a fresh or not too old, maybe a new build that you're not expecting many maintenance problems. Then you're thinking, well, what really is a letting agent going to have to do? Because what maintenance issues are there? But these are all things I think that only you can answer. It depends on the property, depends on how much time you've got. Money as well, is money an issue? If money is an issue and you're trying to keep the, the monthly payments down and the costs down and you want to try and increase that cash flow, then obviously by not having a letting agent, you're going to be saving yourself between 8 to 12% potentially, depending on the agents are. But um, 
yeah, I think it really, really depends. Have you got the time? How badly do you need this money? Because it's all well and good saving yourself a few hundred bucks maybe a, a month, but the amount of time it might take you, some months might be be absolutely fine. You don't get, you don't hear a peep. So much you might do. So yeah, <clears throat> anything you think about there, James? That I maybe missed. Well, I think you've um, uh, well done as well, Lisa, for getting those two mm. properties. That's an amazing thing on your uh, property journey, and you know, long may it continue. But I, again, it's Dan's covered most of the points that I would have done. Some of the good things I'd say about you managing it, and again, it depends on your lifestyle. But if you're managing it, it gives you the opportunity to get into your mm. property and see how it's faring up, how it's being looked after. So you, you know, if it's with a managing agent, uh, you don't really get the opportunity as a landlord to get in there and see it. It's all managed through the managing agent. So any visits that happen, it's with their eyes, not mm. yours. And you can only go on what the managing agent is telling you. But it really just boils down to, you know, why you're doing this and your your lifestyle. If it really is to, you know, increase that passive income or, you know, that, that, that cash flow uh, for Lisa, then, you know, maybe because it is a new property, why don't you just try it for six months and see? Um, then at the end of that six months, think, well, actually, I've just saved myself £200 a month. I've not had one call and why would I want the managing agent uh, and then do it for another six months? There's nothing tying you down to do that. If you tie it into a managing agent now, then you're stuck for sort of 12 months, you know, where you've tied into the contract. So personally, if it was me, I say, see how it goes for even three months. If you're finding it's becoming too much for your lifestyle, then hey-ho, call that managing agent and get it managed out. But then you get best of both worlds, I would say. Yeah, give it a go. But that's it. I think the key yeah. is obviously making sure you're, you're compliant, you know what you're, the boxes you need to be ticked. Um, to, to stay compliant and just keep on the ball, which again, that's the only other thing that I would recommend is with an agent there, obviously this is their job, this is their day and there'll be someone working with that agent who is on compliance, but you can find this information out if you dig deeper or keep listening to us and we'll help where we possibly can. Fire us your questions. But uh, in short, Lisa, it all depends. Definitely worth um, considering, I think, but also have the agent there as a, as a backup should you need it. But Definitely. Definitely so. Brilliant. James, one for you. Adam from Penzance. So Adam is in a great situation here. He's um, very, he's been very, very fortunate. But so Adam's been in touch and he said, I've always been interested in property and would love to invest myself. My mum and dad have kindly gifted me some money to buy an investment property, but I fear my Cornish wage is too low of just £24,000 per year um, for the mortgage actually to stack up payments wise. Is it still going to be possible for me to get involved? James, go yeah, for it. Well, thank you for that question, uh, Adam. I think it's a really good one. And I think it's something that's becoming more and more common uh, in society at the moment that sort of parents are sort of thinking, well, we've got this bulk of uh, money that we're going to give to our son or daughter. And, uh, you know, after we pass on to the afterlife as such, it's inevitable it will happen at some stage. They are going to be, um, you know, having to pay uh, inheritance tax on that. You know, it's, there's no two ways about it. That's what the country has decided. And that's what needs to be paid. But, you know, this is no tax loophole. We're not financial advisors or tax advisors, but if you do uh, have a gift of money from mum and dad early on uh, from their savings and you have that for seven years, uh, you know, you don't have to pay that inheritance tax. It's on a, on a gift, but it has to be there for seven years. So I think mum and dad are being quite smart. So well done uh, to them as well. So one thing, well, I've got some good news uh, for you here, Adam. Most people think that, you know, a lot of the, um, 
stress tests that the lenders do uh, are all done on your wage now if you're buying a property for personal um, then yes that is the case they simply take your uh, wage or you and your partner's wage and they times it generally by 4.5 uh, times or five times but when it's an investment property which this one is uh, it's actually done on the property itself so they will look at how much you're buying the property for, hopefully a good deal, as we've talked in previous podcast episodes about getting that below market value deal. And if you can add some value, that's great. Uh, But then they will look at the rental income and they'll just stress test it against that. Of course, you are a you know you, you are the person that's buying it. So they will have a look at your income, but it's not as a major detriment as what people think. So um, don't worry too much about the twenty four thousand pounds income that you've got because it's the figures are actually done on the property's performance and its rental figures and what you're paying for it. So I think keep yourself really um, uh, closely watched on Rightmove, uh, Zoopla, places like that. Have a look and see and start crunching some numbers. Uh, you know there are good deal stackers that you can get online again send some questions in uh, to myself and i'll be able to send them over to you uh, but just try and find that right deal that works for you but yeah i don't think you need to worry about your um uh, your income uh, at the moment uh, because it will be done on the property so plow ahead and get that first property my man definitely that no, sounds great and again the other other due diligence i'd recommend just speak to local agents if you're unsure what sort of property you want to go for um what sort of rents are going for speak to them they are always changing as we've just spoke to about in the last couple of episodes we've we've recorded over the last few weeks so again Get your due diligence in. Do your research. It's, it's, it's a lot of money still to part with, so you want to make sure you're doing it right. So, but well done. You're in the right place. You're 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 listening into here. You're you're asking your questions, and you can't do much more than that at the moment. So, fantastic. Thank you for getting in touch, Adam. But uh, that brings us to a close on today's podcast. So, thank you so much for your questions. Again, if you want to get in touch with us, James, they can do that by. Yep, they can go. They can send us an email if they want to on hello at cornwallpropertypodcast.com. They can go to our website cornwallpropertypodcast.com and scroll to the very bottom there they can send the message in that way and then as many of us do you can go on our socials to look at all of our interesting things we've got on there and just simply send us a message but we're always here to help in any way we can and we love property so keep them coming guys definitely and uh yeah please if you've enjoyed the podcast please subscribe leave us a review give us a little thumbs up on the old like and uh, it all goes a long way and it's really appreciated our end so that's uh, another one in the bag so thank you very much for joining us and listening once more that is a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me 